Hey, it's me. Good morning. It's, uh, what day is it? Wednesday? Alright, Wednesday. Cool. <sighs> Just driving to work. Um, and, uh, thought I'd talk about some stuff this morning. Now, it's <clears throat> uh, a Marvel warning, Marvel news, so if you really aren't into Marvel, again, you probably don't even listen to the show because we, we talk, we, we reference it a lot, but, um, once again, the show is many things. Uh, just happens to be the film news that we talk about on the show, uh, and the, the the news that develops after we talk about topics. Uh, it always I always try to follow back up about you know the news I spoke about um, you know previously on the show. So, anyways, uh, we talked a little bit recently about oh, those are nice decorations. Uh, we talked a little bit recently about. Uh, Kevin Feige, uh, and there was an article about if he would become the head of Lucasfilm, you know, in a couple of years, um, uh, you know, basically. And uh, so, but the, uh, you know, and, and the other article we shared talked about how, you know, in 2021, Bob Iger's retiring and Kathleen Kennedy's contract is up and what's going to happen. You know, and then the Marvel, the phase four of Marvel should be. Um, already in motion and wrapped up by then, you know, uh, you know, so maybe he could slide in and take her job and maybe like he could be CEO one day of Disney and all this junk. And then, so it was a pretty well thought out article. I, I don't remember the website it was on. Cause I, once I do these stories, dude, they're out of my head. Um, this is part of why I do the show is to process this stuff and then move on with my life. So I'm processing, uh, I processed that story already. So if you want to check it out, it's somewhere, um, uh, and it was it was well thought out, and I appreciated uh, the speculation. Uh, but there's not speculation in this article. This is on Variety. I think Deadline first reported this. Uh, Kevin Feige named chief creative officer of Marvel. So I read that, and I was like, oh, well, it's clearly clearly a promotion. But I I didn't realize, I didn't know what was that there was a rank above where he was at Marvel Studios. You know, he's the president. And I was like, oh, no, that, that says Marvel. That doesn't say Marvel Studios. That says Marvel, like the company. Marvel Studios is, you know, a branch of Marvel, um, which is why he had to report to, like, Ike Perlmutter back in the day um, because he's not the head of Marvel, the company. He's a head of a division of Marvel. Um, and we kind of forget that because, you know, he's so... He's, he's such a big part of the, the Marvel movies, obviously, that you forget that he's not, like, you know, quote-unquote, in charge. Um, of course, a few years ago, he, he broke up the Marvel creative committee that, that kind of stifled all the, the good, the you know, I don't want to say all the good directors, obviously, but people like uh, Edgar Wright and Ava DuVernay ended up leaving the projects because of the Marvel creative committee, which was made up of a bunch of bozos who talked about projections and toy sales and other shit while people were trying to make movies. Eventually, he wriggled himself out of that and, um, you know, was able to bypass Ike Perlmutter and report directly to Alan Horn, um, you know, the head of Disney's um, film department. Uh, and, um, and the movies have been tremendously greater ever since he did that. Um, so... Uh, but I, yeah, anyway, so that's like the structure, that's like the power structure there. And so now he's chief creative officer of Marvel. Um, this is as of Mon- 
Monday, I think. No, well, I mean yesterday, I suppose. Uh, in addition to being president of Marvel Studios, Variety has learned he will now be responsible for the overall creative direction of Marvel storytelling across mediums, including publishing, film, TV, and animation. Marvel Television and Marvel Family Entertainment will be moving under the Marvel Studios banner. Feige continues to report to Walt Disney's co-chairman and chief creative officer Alan Horn and co-chairman Alan Bergman. Uh, so this is this is good news uh, for those of you out there who who like the Marvel movies. Um, and I don't really know anybody out there who likes the Marvel movies, but si- or or uh, you know, or you know what I mean. I don't know anybody out there who who only likes a piece of Marvel entertainment. You know, I don't know anybody who I don't, and I don't know of anybody. I'm sure they exist. Um, I don't know of anybody who who likes the Marvel movies, but doesn't like Marvel comics or doesn't like the you know Marvel you know animation. Um, but it kind of, I mean, this is obviously a sign of we like what you're doing for the film universe. We want your influence in other aspects of the brand. I mean, that's a no-brainer. I don't have to explain that to you. But just in case you're listening to the show and you don't, I mean, it. <laughs> even if you even if you don't know how all of this works, uh, hell, I don't even know how all of this works. Um, it's a good thing. It means his vision is what they want. They want it into more places, and they put him in a position to do that. I'm sure he got a hefty raise. Um, it's good, and I don't know if that will spread him thin. I don't think so, and I don't think he would have taken a job that. Um, you know, forces him to be more generally involved in other projects and less deeply involved in the ones he likes. I mean, I, I imagine it's a whole lot of just being in meetings where they're talking about, all right, what comic story do we want to do next? You know, and um, you know, as a as a creative influence from everything I've read and heard and and researched about Kevin Feige, he's very he's hands off. He just likes to subtly steer the ship and maybe inject one or two ideas, but he's not married to any one idea just because of his ego. He doesn't seem like he has an ego at all. Uh, and that's the kind of person you want uh, in a position of authority uh, or influence within a company. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, th- so congratulations to uh, Kevin Feige. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, the article's on Bright if you want to um, go read more about that, more deeply about that. There's a bunch of other um, nuts and bolts in there about the department structure and... Um, it's, it's cool. I don't know. Just thought it'd be a cool piece of information to share because um, I don't consume Marvel comics. And I, hey, you know, I aside from the few seminal issues I bought um, back in the day, I don't, I don't, I obviously don't keep up with with, with the Marvel comics. I don't really know who does. Um, at least people my age, I don't know who does like keep up with them, buy new comics or whatever. But I mean, movies, TV shows, animated series, you know, they're out there and they're. Um, so, you know, the good news is that if you like the storytelling in the movies, uh, prepare to see it in two more places. So very good for him. Um, speaking of Marvel stuff, we got more developments on Martin Scorsese. Um, Martin Scorsese kind of, you know, so if you remember a week or two ago, he said that Marvel movies aren't cinema, um, that he tried to watch them, but he just couldn't, um, but they're not cinema. And, um... And I, and I said that I and many others, but I'll just speak for myself. I said he was ignorant. Um, he's ignorant to, uh, maybe what the definition of cinema, cinema is. 
Um, he's ignorant to the commitment to story and character, at least character, for God's sake, um, that, that those movies have. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he was just a little bit uh, pompous about, you know, since the movies are of a particular genre or content that they are somehow not cinema, um, you know, and it, and it, and it came off like, you know, only Martin Scorsese movies or, you know, regular dramas or, you know, whatever are, are gonna, or crime movies are gonna be cinema and, and comic book movies, comic movies based on comic books can't be, can't be considered cinema and how kind of insulting that was to say, um, especially to what I would consider great modern day directors. Um, anyway, uh, and then he said, um, and then he walked it back. There was an article that was like, oh, he doubled down. It didn't sound like he doubled down. It sounded like he walked him back. He was like, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, that's not, um, it's not my thing. He finally said what he should have said in the first place. It's not my thing. Uh, wow. Big fucking shock. I didn't, <laughs> you mean Martin Scorsese doesn't watch the Avengers? Whoa. I didn't expect he would. I mean, and, and that's kind of what part of what this this uh, this article is about here. Um, this is um, on comicbook.com. Kevin uh, Smith had more to say about uh, more about him. Um, where was he at? Um, yeah, Kevin Smith, the director, often seen as being at the forefront of popular culture, respond to Scorsese's comment. And, and, and Kevin Smith like releases videos where he like, he, he did a, like a one or two videos, like where he had just finished guardians of the galaxy, like volume two. And he was like in tears. And I mean, he loves the Marvel movies, but Kevin Smith isn't just a fanboy. Like he loves story and he's emotionally invested in these properties. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, but it's not just about, you know, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I got a few more minutes. I can talk about this. Um, responded to Scorsese's comment, quote, Martin Scorsese is a genius, but to be fair, my entire film career, even prior to my film career, he's been pretty much saying the same thing about action movies. Smith tells the Hollywood reporter for my money. I think Martin Scorsese made the biggest superhero movie ever, which was the last temptation of Christ. Uh, don't get much bigger of a superhero than Jesus. He beats Superman and Downey every time. So maybe Martin is bending, on that territory. My feeling is Martin Scorsese never sat in a movie theater with his dad and watched the movies of Steven Spielberg in the early eighties or George Lucas in the late seventies. Uh, Smith continued. He didn't feel that sense of magic and wonder. I can still step into one of those comic book movies, divorce myself of the fact that I do this for a living release. And my dead dad is back for a minute to, for two hours. And it's personal for a lot of the audience. And we're not arguing whether or not it counts as cinema. I guarantee you there's something he enjoyed with his parents, like a musical. I bet you some cats would say a musical is not really cinema, but Martin Scorsese grew up on musicals, and I bet they mean a lot to him. Uh, these movies come from a core. They come from a happy childhood, and they're reflections of a happy childhood. He's not wrong, but at the same time, neither are we for loving those movies, and they are cinema. Um, yeah, so this is where they say that he doubled down the comments, um, but it doesn't sound doubling down. Martin Scorsese later, you know, it said the value of a film that's like a theme park film, for example, the Marvel type pictures where the theaters become amusement parks. That's a different experience. As I was saying earlier, it's not cinema. It's not, it's something else, whether you go for that or not, it's something else and we shouldn't be invaded by it. So that's a big issue. We need the theater owners to step up for that, to allow theaters to show films that are narrative films. All right. So, um, so of course I agree with Kevin Smith. Um, I don't think that's a big shock. Um, but I think it's more than, um, you know, 
an emotional thing for fans. I think objectively, you can't say that those movies aren't cinema. And I think one, it just depends on what Martin Scorsese means by cinema. Um, but I don't know that I agree. I don't, I mean, you know what? Let's Google the word cinema. Let's just Google it. I want to see what Google says. I want to see what dictionary.com says that cinema is. We're going to do this right now. Okay. Um, but for Martin Scorsese to say they're not cinema, that means that his definition of what cinema is, is like, is, is, is like a, like the fancy, uh, like the fancy word of like the fancy kind of movie, um, a particular genre of cinema, um, which seems to be a little bit of a subjective definition. Um, uh, the production of movies as an art or industry. All right. So that's cinema. That's what movies, the production of movies as an art or industry. So you're trying to say that what he's really saying is that they're not art. And that's just stupid because they are. They're not your kind of art. They're, they're not the kind of art you prefer. You wouldn't personally hold them up as the art form of equal value to drama or, um, or, or thriller territory like his own movies. Um, but they are art and art is subjective and you don't have to like it. You don't have to be into it. You don't have to think it's legitimate, but that's the thing. Art kind of exists outside of your opinion. There's plenty of paintings that are really famous that I think are shit, but they're not, that doesn't mean they're not art. That just means I don't like them. Now I can argue for why I don't like them, but my, my appreciation for art, number one, it has to be consumable. No matter what you're trying to say with it or, or, or the point you're trying to make, the statement you're trying to make, whatever stamp you're trying to put on it, for, for that to reach an audience and for them to understand it and be transformed by it, it does have to be accessible. And I'm not saying that Marvel movies are the only accessible films. That's far from what I'm saying. I love a whole range of films. But the more niche you get with movies, there are some people, the less and less people it affects more generally. Now, there's a niche audience that you'll affect. You'll hit them in exactly the right spot. Exactly the right spot. And not all the Marvel films, but a handful of the Marvel films hit me in that exact spot. And there's plenty of other genres of film that are the, you know, that are, that are, that hit the exact spot for other people. There are some people who are transformed by horror movies specifically. I mean, and it's not just like, I love horror. You know, it's like, I love that we have movies like the Babadook to explore grief because I finally felt like that was a story that, that meant something to me or for example. Um, and that doesn't, those things are all cinema. Okay. So I'll just say again, Martin Scorsese is wrong. It's not that just that I think he's wrong. I'm going by the definition of cinema is that, you know, going by the definition of cinema, he is, he is objectively incorrect saying they're not cinema. Now, what he could say if he didn't have such an ego was that they're not cinema to me. He can't just say broadly that they're not cinema. They're not cinema to me. That's fine. But again, the definition of cinema exists outside of your feelings about it. All right. So that's what I have to say about that. Now, with Kevin Smith's comments, like obviously any film experience you're going to have brings you back to an emotional place. Uh, one of the things that um, Mar- the, the Marvel movies do for me is they are modern day myths um, that sort of reinforce values that I hold dear. Um, uh, like courage, perseverance, um, uh, 
um, self-sacrifice, those are values that I hold dear and I see them reinforced on the screen and accepted by a wide range of people. And it gives me hope. Uh, they give me hope that other people see, see in those values, what I see in them. And we all hope that we can be, that, that we can be that selfless if, if, if the time ever came for us to act heroically, um, they're inspiring and that means something to me. And that is art. So you can't see it, but I'm giving a middle finger right now to people who think that they're not art. I, I completely understand that they're not your thing. That is fine. Obviously, that's fine. There's there's things that aren't my thing. Okay? Um, but please, to each his own. Okay? Um yeah, but for Kevin Smith, but I don't, I don't want to lean too hard on the emotional side of all this because, um, I just, again, I think objectively he's wrong. Um, and I don't want to just say, oh, he's wrong because I feel differently. Feeling differently isn't, isn't in and of itself, uh, a debunker of a bad argument. Um, but Kevin Smith is right in saying, um, it's subjective and they mean something to me. So you can't just discount, you can't discount someone else's opposite feelings of a subjective thing. Now, if it was objectively like, I don't think two plus two is four. I think it's nine. Uh, cause you know, my dad and I, uh, did two plus two is nine all the time when I was a kid. Uh, you could then say, all right, well, I'm sure you love your dad, but you're wrong. Two plus two is four. Um, but more, but, 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 but it's the opposite. It's, 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 um, Scorsese's not saying two plus two is four. He's saying, um, he's saying, um, I don't think, uh, I don't think that, that 12 is a number. It's like, well, it is, it is a number. It's not your favorite number. Um, but it's a number and other people like 12 too. So there's that. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Woo. 18 minutes. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. It's hump day. Um, wacky Wednesday, woman crush Wednesday, whatever you want it to, uh, to be. That's what it is. So, um, I will talk to you guys some other time. Cheerio.